Uh, I am Terry White. I'm the editor-in-chief of Empire Magazine. Um, I am going to be joined by, if you give them a big round of applause when they come up onto the stage, writer, director, Dominic Savage. <laughs> Vicky McClure, who's our amazing Nicola. Perry Fitzpatrick, who's Adam. And last but not least, producer Chris Majumda. Right, Dominic, let's start Hi. with you. So, um, tell me why you wanted to make an anthology series and particularly kind of focusing on these female stories, the one we saw tonight and the other two which complete the series? Um, so it started really from a film I made previously to these. Um, it was with uh, Gemma Artin and Dominic Cooper <coughs> called The Escape, which was for the cinema, but it was um, a way of working where I met uh, an actor from the beginning, which was Gemma, and we talked about ideas that we wanted to, uh, to, to, to make and films that we liked and all that stuff. And so it just felt a lovely way of starting a project to, to start with with the actor that you want the story to be um, about, really, ultimately. And the ideas that come from that, uh, uh, that actor is on board all the way through. So uh, it's an unusual way of working, but it, what it means is that you're able to focus in on something that is very powerful to that, uh, that actor as well. So um, there's, there's a kind of int an investment in it, which is unique. It's like yeah. from, the, from the word go, we're, uh, we're, we're, it's a collaboration from the word go and a very trusting collaboration. It means that everything that is being decided and thought about is made in conjunction with the actor. And it was the same with Vicky. You know, we, we, we did it in the same way. We met, we talked about territories that we wanted to, yeah. to, to, to make work about. Um, and we happen to really like, well, we like the same things, which is stuff about the nitty-gritty, the difficult bits of life, the stuff between people, the, the stuff that isn't always really featured. A lot, of, a lot mm. of the time it's part of another narrative, but the narrative is this relationship. Um, but, but, but about being female stories, I thought it was very important that, um, that I was able um, to make exclusively from an exclusively female perspective. I think it's a, it's a privilege to be able to do that and more should be made. And uh, I'd like to carry on making them because I think there's something, you know. <laughs> um, there's something that, in, in particular in this way of working, where actually it feels the right way because it means that all the time you're in control. You are part of the control of the process. And, and that's, that's wonderful. It, it only works if you would kind of trust each other, really. Yeah. And, we, and we'd worked together before. Twice before, right? Yes, yes. Mm. And, um, and we knew that we were from the same place, really, ultimately. We like the same things, we feel the same things. And, and that's how it works with all, all of the actors in all, in all the films, really. So that's, that's the, the kind of mm. beginning of it, the process. So what was the first meeting like? Did you call Vicky and how did you zero in on this theme in particular and this type of relationship? I think it was Soho House and I remember being really hungry. Yeah. Like, I was like, I think you just I'll ate. Yeah. I've not eaten. Yeah. You just said, look, we can talk about whatever you want, but I've got to eat first. I've got to eat. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember just the sheer sort of nature of going, what do you want to do? And you just mm. go, God, I don't get this. You know, it's... It's a rarity for an actor to be able to have control um, about the story or, 
you know, ways in which I, I know how Dominic works and, you know, I love improvising anyway. I've done it for many years now, being that I came from the TV workshop. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just a joy because it doesn't come about very often. And it was a subject that I really wanted to sort of put on screen because it's quite simple and yet, it, you know, to that person at that time, her life's falling apart. Nothing can make her life any worse. Like, it, it doesn't need to have a murder or an affair or, you know, something to make it any worse than what it is. Everything's relative. So. And where did you pull on for those kind of... It is coercive control, which is a very specific type yeah. of relationship. Was that through kind of your experiences, experiences of friends? Did you do any research into it in terms of...? It was a real mixture of... Yeah, my own experience and other people's stories. Um, you know, I think one, one thing that I learned is growing up, you really, it's hard to get to know what's right, what's wrong, who's in the wrong, who's in the right. You know, I, I'd happily admit that I was judging other people's relationships and assuming they were better than mine and not really know, you know, you get to an age where you go, oh, God, nobody knows what's going on behind closed doors. But... I was let, you know, you let that affect the relationship you're in. And um, I had elements of what we've got in the film. And then I was sort of saying, well, what else has happened with other people that I know? And me and Dominic spoke about, you know, I could trust him implicitly. And we spoke about lots of different things and we added it. And then Perry came on board and was like, well, what's your take on it? So mm. it was a real mashup of all of our feelings towards relationships, all of our feelings towards the mundane. I love watching that. I like watching people just taking the shopping out of the boot. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could do. I just I enjoy watching something that feels like I can relate to it, that's just like, oh, that's happening. And, and yet it's building up towards something. Mm. Um, instead of it, just every scene has to have, like, massive purpose. Mm. That's not real. And, you know, I think what we needed to do was make sure everything felt relatable at least. Chris, do you think that's part of what makes Dominic a special filmmaker, that kind of his particular lens on the modern world and modern relationships? Yeah, I think lots of TV drama at the moment is so extreme. There's rapes, murders, mutilated bodies. And what I think Dominic does brilliantly, and I think in, in the rest of this anthology series as well, is he really takes a scalpel to modern life and just really scores a line and peels away and you stare in and it's it's... It's quite shocking and frightening, but through the mundane of everyday life. And I think that's his particular skill. And his other, I think, genius, what he does is the way he works with actors to get that kind of authenticity and veracity in performance, which I think is very rare. You see a lot of TV drama today. Everyone talks about this golden age of drama, but it's quite heightened. You don't see work like this, which has that kind of searing honesty to it. And I think that's his particular, one of the, his great strengths is to create this environment and space for him to work with the actors to create that kind of level of honesty and authenticity. Uh, and I think as a producer, that's my job is just to create that environment for him to work in, uh, I think Ken Loach said, you don't kind of direct actors, you kind of create a path and a space and kind of lead them down it. And I think 
that, that's absolutely what, what Dominic does. And I'm, I'm really proud of this film and all, all, the, all the films we've made because I think they're, they're, they are really distinctive and, and different in, in the kind of plethora of, of drama that's on TV at the moment. And I think they've got a real cinematic quality, even though this film, a lot of it was shot in a house, in a, in a room. Um, I mean, Stuart Bentley, I think, the DOP's here, who's a brilliant okay. DOP. Um, and we shot it in 235 scope. So already we've got that kind of cinematic frame. And I think this film is incredibly claustrophobic but is still cinematic. So we had cinematic ambitions, although this is a piece of TV, and I know cinema and TV are coming closer together at the moment, but Dominic's a filmmaker, whether it's in cinema or TV, and I think you know his work speaks for itself. Mm. Perry, in terms of that authenticity, I totally bought you two as a couple, and it was all those kind of normal bickering which suddenly kind of escalates. But you two go way back, right, to when you were kids. Yeah, like yeah. 25 years. So we got into the Nottingham Television Workshop. We were about 11, um, which focuses predominantly on on improvisation. So we've been creating these dramas um, from nothing, sort of, since we were kids. So and we've done a number of plays together. We've we've worked together a few times, but we've rehearsed for a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is England. I didn't recognise you not in your shell suit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we think we had like one scene together yeah, in this thing. Yeah, they spoke. What did you call me, Annie Lennox? Yeah, I tell you look like Annie Lennox. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's amazing. It's a real treat. Does that intimacy make it that kind of off-camera intimacy make it easier to improvise? Because it's quite a, a task, as you say, in that kind of environment, pulling off this in ten days. This shoot. Yeah. I mean, for me. Uh, you know, I said I remember saying to Dominic, if I had my way, I'd love to cast somebody that I know and I know well and I'm, you know, good pals with Perry. It's not as if we went to the workshop and then we didn't keep in touch. We've always stayed in touch. And um, I also, I just, I just, if I had my way, and he, he said, well, yeah, who is he? Let's meet him. And Shaheen Baig, who cast it, knew him anyway. And, you know, Perry's got an amazing body of work. I just know that he's never been had the opportunity to sort of be the leading man in it. Mm. And, you know, being that I've known him so long, I feel he deserves it. I know he's amazing at what he does. And it would have been very different pulling in an actor that's a name just because he's a name when he's the perfect man for the job because I trust him and we've got a beautiful friendship that will just enhance all that. Mm. So, yeah, Dominic was great and just... Helping me, let, yeah, do that. The truth is, as well, what was what was good about it was, as I said to Perry earlier, as soon as I met him, yeah, I actually really, really liked him as a person. You got on really it was, well. It was straight. It was it was immediate. That helped. That yeah. got on. Yeah. <laughs> Building Adam, where do you, within this process, where do you start? Because he isn't a clear-cut villain. You know, the mm. scene um, where she says, "This isn't what love is meant to feel like," and the single tear rolls down your cheek is heartbreaking. How do you layer that character within the process that Dominic works within? Um, I mean, we, we work very closely, the three of us, and we would discuss every scene before we did it and after we'd finished one and sort of what we felt we'd got from that scene and what we thought we needed to explore more in, in other scenes. So um, it was we found quite early on that we wanted to play with the subtleties of it. We didn't want it. Abuse covers a, a wide spectrum, and I feel like this particular angle probably isn't shown as much on screen. 
um, without the extremes of you know the physical abuse and and this kind of abuse is just as toxic and just as destructive and um, but that was it was yeah like you say it had to be layered and um, a lot of it comes from insecurities and um, a lot of research and heard a lot of stories a lot of friends and family and a lot of you know people I don't know and tried to create a very truthful, honest character that wasn't a caricature. Because although this is female-led, do you think it has interesting things to say about masculinity? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I think there's a... Um, it kind of shows a, an example of the sort of pressures on certain guys or what they, they think the pressures they have on them to, to be a certain way and, um, you know, bottle things up and not, and not deal with things. Um, yeah, I think... So just want to dig into a, a couple of amazing scenes. So the barbecue scene, which was excruciating. Um, and really fun, though, to mm. shoot. <laughs> so talk to me about shooting that, and, and you did one quite epic take, yeah. right? It was interesting, actually, because um, so often with this way of working is the idea that you have when you start it doesn't feel like it's as good as you thought it was going to be when it comes to making it. So I remember with that, I mean, the, the scene as, as written was was just much more about sort of more, more subtle jostling between people. So that the, 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 the showing off of the other couple was something that was kind of hurting both of them in a, in a way. And it was just, it would, and then I just, it just felt, it didn't feel as, as powerful as it could be. So I remember just Getting um, Sam, who who plays the um, who plays Barry, Sam Sproul, and just said, just start to antagonise a bit more, get get ramp it up, ramp it up, and then suddenly it all became something really rather. But this was happening while we were shooting as well, so because um, what I quite like doing is very long takes where I'm able to kind of interject and to mould the scene a bit and change it and 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 manipulate the scene as it's as it's unfolding. So it then suddenly started to kind of spark off a bit, and it be then became very interesting. And there was the beauty of it is is the freedom is there for the actors. There's no, no sense that that thing is going to suddenly be cut. We just keep going because, as in life, things do keep going. Till you get How long was it? I think it was 40-something. 40 40 as, as, as long as the card goes, Stuart. How long is the card going? <laughs> I think it was about 42 minutes, the longest take, but you did it a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Stuart changed it into sort of low-res mode just to keep it going a bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like nattering in a different way as an, as an actor to go for those. And because it, it's emotionally raw, right? It yeah. may be confined, but it puts you through the ringer. I just love it. Mm. I, I just do. I can't help it. I just... Do you forget your acting, though, <laughs> at times? Because it's so long. Well, I mean, there was a take. I do remember doing a really long take in the house, and Perry actually went for a wee. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's gone upstairs. And then I heard the toilet go, and I was like... Okay, well, that's what people do in Jewish life, so I'll yeah. buy that. Um, <laughs> Chatting breeze. Um, I, just, I just like things to fit. You know, like, sound, this is going to sound balmy, but when you're a kid and you play in teachers, you're pretending to play shops, you, you know, it's a bit, it, it must stem from that for me, from something, because I just enjoy immersing myself into a world that I don't belong to mm. for that period of time. And being so you know and we can draw on real life and obviously you know you can tell i love a good argument but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just nice to have the opportunity to let loose and just do it be it just there's there's no there's nobody telling me to stand on a mark mm. i'm not bumping into lights i'm not remembering lines i'm it's you know it's a real free 
job to have. And it's great. Dominic will pop in and just go, you know, go and do this or something. You think, oh, my God, that's going to ruffle feathers. <laughs> um, and it's, it's exciting. So, yeah, I just thoroughly enjoy it. And what about uh, the scene with the gym clothes? Where did oh, that yeah. start and how did you two build that out? Because, again, that was all in that detail of seeing it escalate from one fairly innocent moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Dom said, he, yeah. you, you were sort of, it was, we had 360 degree filming, so we didn't see the crew a lot of the time. We could go wherever, wander over, so which meant the crew was sort of hidden behind certain bits of furniture and behind doors and stuff. So if Vicky went off, Dominic would sort of pop up behind the sofa or something. <laughs> go and do this or go and do that or go and say that. And sometimes I was like, you're fucking, I can't say that. She's going to go mental. Like, you, you look fuming. I saw this scene, genuinely fuming. And I was like, I was scared. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> the, um, it's interesting, actually, with that scene in particular, because I remember thinking when, sort of thinking about it, that the, the jealousy would come out in a more sort of low-key way. Mm. But the beauty of it is, is the jealousy, you know, in that moment, um, Perry did feel jealousy, you know, and it was his real jealousy. It wasn't, it wasn't manufactured jealousy, it was, he felt it. Um, and it came out quite, quite tough. Mm. Um, but that was right, because yeah. it, was, it was truthful to him, and it was something that you reacted against in the right way. So that's the beauty of working this way, is that, is that you, you, you have these ideas and you want, you want the actors to do it in a way where they're absolutely feeling it, and, and it's their way, and it's uh, and therefore the reality comes from that. And do you always have to go through like a bit of awkwardness and uncomfortableness because there were a couple of moments which I found quite sobering, but people were laughing and part of me thought because it, yeah. part of it is so awkward. But through it's that, because people can relate. The they're laughing because they're going, "I've been there," or mm. "That's happened," and it's not like a bad thing. It's mm. just. People would be lying if they said they haven't had an argument or had that moment or been, you know, rolling their eyes when somebody's shouting, there's nothing in the fridge. It's like, no shit. <laughs> no, you, you just... We've all... You know, we're all real people, so I think the laughter's there because it's real life and you, you're seeing it for what it is on screen. Mm. Um, and also Perry's very funny. <laughs> Uh, the fence thing make, gets me every time. Well, oh, you do you get on with your neighbours? Little tiny fence. <laughs> that was proper nice. I mean, yeah. that, that scene was really, we were quite nervous because we, we drove round to the house and we were like joining a yeah, real barbecue could, and yeah. we'd filmed so many days just on our own. It was very claustrophobic in the house and then all of a sudden we had this other day with other actors at another yeah. house. We're like, what the? Another yeah. location, which is on any other job would be normal, but we were just in that house, weren't we? And I remember going around and we were nervous and obviously I knew I had to, like, be a dick and antagonise <laughs> the situation. I'm at somebody else's barbecue. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is... <laughs> yeah, I mean... I love the line in the car as you're driving away. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> was funny. Perving. Yeah, he yeah, was, he though. Was he was a pain in the arse. Looking perving at you. And how, what kind of set did you have to create, Dominic, to kind of enable them to do this work? <coughs> well, with all the films, uh, crucially, the <coughs> locations are are kind of really a part of the whole ethos of it. So um, for me, in each film, the, the places where the characters live and occupy have, you know, have, have, to be, have to be right and they have to be authentic to what it is. So that, the house they were in was a, was a couple's house, a young couple's house. I didn't want it to be a family house yeah. or a single person's house. It had to be a couple of a certain age. Um, 
And of course, that immediately becomes very. In a way, that helps in you as well. Yeah, well, any drawer you go in, there's yeah, there's the like stuff yeah. in there and the stuff that you'd expect yeah. to be in there, like the drawer of crap in the kitchen. But so you, don't, you just sort of don't want to change anything. Yeah, Dominic yeah. casts the locations. Mm. They He really interrogates that whole process of prep. It's like, does, does a real couple live there? What are the real couple like? I want to know all about that real couple and if they're similar to the couple in the film. And then... Well, what mugs do they use? <laughs> and all this, and I want to use those ones. Whereas usually in a production, we'd take everything out of the kitchen, put our own stuff in that's clearable for copyright reasons, all that kind of stuff. But Dominic's like, no, 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 it doesn't feel right. I want the stuff in their kitchen. And so the kind of locations, that's, a, that's one of the other things that I found is... And the hairdressers, that was yeah. like fully functioning. I was that's just blow-drying someone's hair. <laughs> yeah. But that, that adds, again, another level. <laughs> you look like a pro. Yeah, that I mean, adds another level customer, of, kind of authenticity to it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And before we throw out, I just want to um, ask one last question, which is, is, it, is this a hope, hopeful piece of television? The smile, Vicky, I'm really interested in when did you decide that was how were you going to end it, or was that a note that was well, always in the treatment? From it's the interesting beginning? because, in fact, in the script, there were... It was a it was a, a slightly different ending, well, mm. actually quite a big different ending. I mean, there's, um, and I think that when you're making a, a piece like this, and in fact all of them, there comes a point where the the kind of ending tells you what it is as you're making it. Mm. Um, and I remember that that particular scene where we do end. We we, I remember I just said to, I just said to Vicky, let's just drive, just drive and see what let's see where we go and see what happens. And we kept, we kept driving, we were filming, and then I said let's. Let's just stop here. I think mm. this, this feels interesting. That to get out and just walk, and you know, and if, and if for some reason it felt very, a very liberating feeling. It felt yeah. like this. This felt like a conclusion of some kind. I didn't know quite what it was. Sort of thing you do though. You need yeah. to, you know, if you're in that situation, you kind of go right. I need a field. I need to walk <laughs> on that field on my own. And look up to the sky and just, you know, it's like I've certainly been there mm. where you just need a moment and. Um, you know, it's cheesy, but that's, it's also, you know, sometimes you go, oh, you see it in the films, and to me, I kind of go, well, I see that, and I see, like, the reality of it, and I think there is hope. I do mm. think there's hope for her, and I think there's hope for him, because ultimately she loves him, and she doesn't want to see, you know, she doesn't want him to feel the way he feels. She doesn't want him to, um, you know, the, the sort of, the scene where, Adam's basically saying, I'll end my life if you leave. You know, he's got issues. He needs to go and sort that. And I think the best thing that could have happened is for them to leave each other. He was never going to leave because he's just too needy. It's just too difficult. Um, so if, for me, I always felt like it was a realistic way to end it. Mm. But that might not be the end. It might not. Oh, let's nice. hope not. There's more. I mean, the thing about it is, is also there's a sense in which I think all characters in each of the films free themselves of, of whatever it is that they're, they're in. So you know, in a way, there's a sense, there is a theme of liberation throughout, um, which, which I, do, I do like, because I think, I think whenever anyone is in something that's, that's, that's detrimental in some way, you know, and it's the truth of the other ones, is that, I mean, whatever happens, they may get back together, who knows, that's mm. the point. But at this point in time, they need to be, there needs to be a freedom of, of, from that kind of locked inness. I mean, it's also about not being able to see what you're in when you're in it. So the film yeah. is about how you are able ultimately to see what you, what it is and what you don't want about it. So. Yeah. 
constantly hope, trying to make things, yeah. change things. Mm. That, Hopefully there is a, a sense in which people watching it will think that, may, that as you say, that people recognise yeah. in this. They, they've seen it, they know what it's like. And if you see it uh, from, from afar, you can then analyse it in a way that you can't if you're in it. So. Mm. Now we're going to throw it open to you. We've got two mics in the room. If you can just put your <laughs> hand up, obviously wait for the mic to reach you before you ask your question and just say who your question is for. Um, gentleman in the red sweater. Hello, um, my question's for Vicky. Um, with This Is England, um, of course, brought you a lot of um, acclaim and attention. And then um, recently, of course, with Line of Duty, um, increasingly um, your public exposure on TV is, um, is a lot larger. And I imagine it comes with a little more attention. I wondered if that affects the projects you look at turning to next and whether it has an impact at all when you uh, decide and see a script and decide what you know, it's going to do. Um, no, I don't think so. I mean... You know, I'll probably get more offers than I ever have, where I've not had to, like, go and sort of sit in the room and do the, the audition process, but I still have to do that because then there's jobs that are way bigger than me that they wouldn't just go, oh, just offer it to her. Um, but my, you know, every, I think everyone can see the kind of style of things that I really enjoy, and um, even though Line of Duty is very heavily scripted, I think it's still very interestingly cast in the same way that, you know, people like Stephen Graham was in the last one and, you know, it was, he brings a certain element to things. And I've just got... I, I, I like working with people I know. I like to... You know, it's great that I've been able to work with Dominic again and I could work with Perry. Um, this is England lot are all my good friends. Line of Duty lot's become friends. So I feel lucky that I'm just at least working with people I like. But, yeah, it hasn't made a difference yet. And stretching here. Um, oh, hi, sorry. I think it's for Dominic. Um, it's just about the process, well, for anyone really, about the process. So I know it says written by Dominic, and you talked about starting with the script, but then uh, you all discussed about the heavy improvisation. Do you do a take with the script, or do you literally just read that and have that as a starting-off point? Like, how do the two interconnect? Um, well, the script is... Um, I've got everything about it that would you would deem to be a normal script apart from dialogue. So each scene, you, you can... We don't have to learn lines. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the best job ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and because uh, having you know, written scripts conventionally with dialogue and made um, them that way, the thing that I miss with it is that I sort of know what's going to happen. Whereas with this, I don't... I don't really, although it's the, the, uh, the, the template is there, there's so much freedom for things to, to change and to go in different directions that it's a constant evolving process. So even though that's very quite tightly written ultimately, it leads to other things and other tangents, other ideas, and we'll say, well, that was interesting. Let's, let's go a bit further with that idea. Let's try, let's try this new scene, which is kind of you oh. doing this or whatever. So, and I think in particular with this one, because we were just in this house and we could just keep going with different ideas and, um, and trying something else and trying something else and this. And, and it was incredibly tiring, but it was, if you like, the script was, was, was merely a place to start. Mm. Um, and that's how I like to work, really. Uh, the, but, the al rest but also, because so much material is shot, Dominic is writing, in effect, or authoring in the edit, it kind of writing the story, as it were, from the material that, that the, the team have collaborated on. 
So uh, I think Caroline Holick, who's the head of drama at Channel 4, was talking about this very thing. And after she watched it for the first time, she was stunned by it, but said, I can see Dominic's authorship in every scene. Uh, and there is writing, even if it's not in the conventional sense of dialogue. Obviously, he has written a, a, a script, but then the actors add to it. And then they do veer off mm. the, the way. But again, Dominic is the filmmaker in while they're filming the scenes with the actors, is kind of writing as he goes, or, or kind of, I, I look at it as authoring something. The scenes we shot, I mean, we shot a lot of yeah. stuff. And for just putting it into an hour, if there was some of the scenes that we shot that went into the final edit, it would have completely changed the story, which is fine. But Dominic's gone into the edit and created the story that you wanted to create, and it's... You know, we'd have been happy with any of the scenarios because we was happy to try them out at least, and we all discuss everything. It's like, um, but you know, even when you get a script and there's dialogue in it, nine times out of ten, you know, most actors want to. When you get on set, you want to discuss the dialogue, and then there could be a line that just jars, might look great on paper, and then all of a sudden you get there, and you just go, it's just because of whatever reason. Um, you're always developing it, but with this, it's like it's way it goes way deeper than that, really. Yeah. Anybody else? Next question. Just with that in mind, the comment about things can change. Does that mean that you're asking more of the commissioning process because they may not know quite what they're getting? Well. <laughs> yeah, definitely, because um, I think that there has to be a, a degree of trust, belief that you're going to produce something that, um, that, that, that will really work. And, I, and that, it feeds into what you said about Caroline, because she said that she... Because this was originally commissioned with, um, when Jay Hunt was at, at Channel 4, and she just said she loved the, loved the idea, loved the sound of it, just go, go for it, do it, you know. Pretty, pretty hands-off about it, and I think... Um, the process, of course, uh, is about guaranteeing, hopefully, what, what you're going to get. I think, I, you know, there's got to be some things in there which people want to know. They do want to know what it's going to be. So you have to have a track record, I suppose, of making work this way, which I have. Um, and, it, you know, but, but as Caroline said, she may not have gone for it. No, because I think a lot of scripted commissioners, they, they, it's all about the script, whereas actually this is filmmaking and this is about the film and what we get. And in a way, a documentary commissioner goes off a very detailed treatment, but as you're filming a documentary, things change. You film lots of footage, and in the edit, you shape it, and there's that element and degree of trust uh, that you place in the filmmaker. And I think Channel 4, to their credit in this case, obviously Dominic's a BAFTA-winning filmmaker. He's done this a lot. Um, but, but it is a leap of faith for them, because I think you know they, they've become very stuck on oh we have to get the script right, whereas on this there there is a script but it will and did evolve, and I think you wouldn't get this kind of texture and tone if it was fully scripted beforehand, and I think that's that's the quality of of the process as well. Uh, one last question. Um, thank you. It was a really powerful piece. And Dominic, I wondered if you could just talk a little bit more about the sh shooting process. 
if it's in a regular house, but the cameras were sort of well back, Perry said, there was a lot of space to move around. How many cameras did you have? And obviously you're not working to a written script. How you get, I know you shot lots of material, but how you get the pickups, how many cameras actually would cover a scene? Um, well, it's just, it's just one camera. And um, within the, it's quite hard to describe in a way because it's, 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 it's an incredibly intense experience. The take is very intense because there's many layers to it, many elements to it. It kind of goes off on to other tangents. When, and uh, as I say, as Perry said, I'm often suggesting things as we're shooting, saying, let's try this, let's go there. Let's, and then, and then we'll, we'll go with it. We have a, um, a DOP called Stuart Bentley who is incredibly dexterous with his feet and hands right. and, his, <laughs> and his eyes and everything. And he's, he's, he gets into places and he's, he's moving constantly. Some, I'm, sometimes I'm moving him as well. And the whole thing is like some unchoreographed ballet. Um, <laughs> and, and we're finding things and finding moments and moments change. And it's just, it's really, it's, you, could, you could think of it as being quite chaotic at times, but actually, um, it isn't because there, there's this power to what's actually going on. Yeah. The, the, the meat of it really is ultimately <coughs> the substance of what is going on between these two people. But, but it's it, the whole set is the whole location is live, so the whole you know, Dominic works with a very minimal crew on set. So it's literally the camera and the boom, and Dominic hidden somewhere on the set. Everyone else is out. Usually on a film set, there could be 40, 50, 60 people around. Um, and that's what I think you so were just different. on your own. Yeah, it's so different because you you know you're so used to it on some productions you you've got people in your eye line, you're watching your feet, so you sit and you stood on your mark, and um, you know it is busy. But it's difficult to fully immerse yourself. Yeah, and sometimes it's fine, and you you, you don't need to worry because it's not that stressful a scene. But something like this to have to be constantly delving deep into something to not see any crew and barely see Stuart because you just kind of forget he's there. Um, it's, it's really, it makes such a massive difference. Because it does feel like, oh, what is going on? Do we live here? <laughs> <laughs> we are out of time. Thank you for joining us this evening for I Am Nicola. And let's thank Dominic, Vicky, Perry and Chris. <laughs>